to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Hello, Gotham City. We're the Maniacs. And I'm Jerome, the shot caller of our little game. We're here to spread the message of wisdom. And you're all prisoners. What you call sanity it's just a prison in your mind that stops you from seeing that you're just tiny little cogs in a giant absurd machine wake up you might have ambition but nobody will even remember your name Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're here for another wonderful episode here. Yay, uh, Gotham! You yes. were going to say commentary! No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but uh, we're here live uh, Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com with our wonderful chat room. Uh, hey, right chat now, room! Right now we just have Jimbo in we, there, We've got like, Jimbo Batman hanging out. Jimbo so. Batman. You can't go wrong with Jimbo How you Batman. Going, Jimbo Batman? But I, I think, you know what, enough uh, dilly-dallying, enough uh, pussy footing around. Okay, enough pussyfooting. Why don't we go ahead and uh, get started with the main discussion here. Uh, Amory, why don't you go ahead with our rhyming Riddling episode summary. All right. Who's the boss of the gang maniacs? The kid with the smile, the jokes, and the cracks. How will his minions cause a great cleansing? Their actions this week will need plenty of mending. What is a kipper? Alfred sure knows. Who threatens to take his buttling clothes? We are all cogs for a joker to... Or are we all cogs for a joker to mock? The world is absurd in this week's... Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock, 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 knock. Hi, <laughs> uh, Wynn in the chat room, by the way. Hey. And Anne-Marie, what did you think? Overall. I thought it was a really good episode. I mm-hmm. mean, about the maniacs. About the maniacs. Hashtag maniacs. Hashtag maniacs. After they, um, when we saw that preview last week, I was like, this is terrifying. This, ha- this has to be for more than just the next episode. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. It was all this episode. They are definite maniacs. Yes, for sure. For, for sure. sure. I, I, I rather liked it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I, I, I keep, I'm always surprised by this show and how much they're able to get away with on network television. It's um, just like, yeah, it, like it, it seems they keep ramping up to like, uh, I, I don't know, like one thing that kind of got me. And I mean, we'll get into the main episode discussion. I'm sure this will come up again. Uh, but the, the the Barbara making out with Jim while he's knocked out and she has the blood all over her face and everything. Uh, like I was like, whoa, whoa, that's, see, that's, that's what really got you. Well, I mean, the, the other stuff was kind of like. Yeah, you expect that. Uh, But the quantity, Mm -hmm. the quantity of the gunshot wounds and the such, Mm -hmm. those were a little little, little crazy. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo Batman in the chat room says that Jerome felt like Mark Hamill's Joker in this episode, definitely. I'm very Mark Hamill, but like a touch of Cesar Romero, a touch of, uh, what's his face, Uh, Jack Nicholson, Uh, too. Oh, like Jack Nicholson? Maybe. Yeah, but I but I a lot of good good stuff in this episode. And actually, I my first point is about the Joker, mm-hmm. and I I, th- I figured you know a, a lot of my function in this show is to kind of uh, bring the the word of uh, Batman uh, to the masses. Wynn You're about said, to educate me. Yeah, Wynn <laughs> says there were a lot of uh, sketchy moments in this episode. Yeah, For definitely, sure. it was all sorts of sketch. Definitely, but I, I, a concept that comes up in the comics from time to time. It originally started in Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum book, which is you know one of the most popular uh, Joker stories ever told, one of the most popular Batman stories ever told. It right. made Grant Morrison and millions of dollars <laughs> literally of which is a lot of money for a comic book writer yeah i but uh you know it, it's the the idea that the joker isn't crazy he's not crazy at all in fact it, quite the opposite He's right. super sane. Right. Uh, basically, this means that he's more fully aware of the absurdity of the world around him than anybody else. Like even even Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, I get they, there's kind of a parody with Batman because Batman kind of understands the absurdity, but from another angle that he needs to tamp down the absurdity. Mm-hmm. The Joker's all about embracing the absurdity yeah. oh, of yeah. the world. And uh, you know, so. 
people go back and forth as to whether or not this is an accurate, like, psychological, clinical interpretation of the Joker. But I definitely think it says a lot. It's very accurate in terms of the character's perspective. Yeah. And, I mean, we still don't know if Jerome's the Joker yet, of course. The Joker. Oh, and Jimbo Batman says, Batman knowledge will be dropped like bodies Jerome dropped. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) especially because it was pointed out. What did you do? Cut up your mommy? Well, not anymore. He's taking care of that. There's at least probably 15. We all have to start somewhere. I uh, no, but uh, so you know this idea that the Joker is super sane uh, is at least accurate in terms of the Joker's personality and his mission statement. Right. I uh, you know in Jerome uh, shares this perspective in this episode too. That little speech he gives to the camera right at the end about mm-hmm. uh, we're all you're all little cogs in this absurd machine, and he's exposing this absurdity to the little cogs so they can break out of the machine. Uh, you know, only by showing Gotham how little the rules actually matter to somebody like him right. uh, will they realize how silly it all is and you know embrace the super sanity embrace the crazy as well i you know another example in this episode that kind of shows this super sanity he has you know the game of russian roulette that he's yes. playing with the cannibal guy yes i uh, you know he he knows he might die you know he goes again and again and again and again i well i don't think it was that many times because he'd probably be three. dead yeah he did th- three yeah it was three but uh, he knows he might die, but according to the rules, you know, set up in Russian Roulette that uh, Theo kind of makes them play uh-huh. and everything, uh, whoever lives rules the maniacs. And that's where Jerome wants to be. He wants to be in charge. So he reasons that, you know, according to these rules, the only way to win is to show he cares more about winning than right. his own life. Because, you know, if if he uh, plays the game as it's meant to be played, one of them's going to end up dying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so at that point, yeah, but you know, <laughs> at, at that point, he might as well go ahead and just keep spinning the dice and let this guy know, no, I'm yeah, yeah I, I'm completely serious, and that way he has that guy to help him, you know, once he is the leader and everything too. Although I think he got jealous towards the end, yeah, with that cannibal guy. I think that's actually why he ended up capping him because but, he he stole the punchline. I don't know if he did. I don't think he killed him. I think he just shot him. Like I, I I'm assuming I I was assuming that everybody who he shot died pretty much. But I mean that's obviously not the case. I mean there were p- paramedics paramedics, paramedics well, uh, patching sure, people well, up and everything. It's one of my points. Later, so I'll let okay, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, you know it, you know that, that that's definitely another example of this super sanity. And you know it, he there's a lot of decisions Jerome makes in this episode that seem dumb and impulsive. And against, you know, that basic human concept we all share of self-preservation. But it's not really dumb or impulsive. There's a logic behind every decision he makes like that. He's taking these big risks to make a big splash and a big impression upon the city. Big. Really Uh, big. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about it while I was rewatching it today. Maybe these moves are a little too big. Uh, I, I'm predicting that next week, uh, after everything we see Jerome do this week, that Theo's going to, Theo Gallivan is going to realize that Jerome is making too many big decisions independently, you know, like killing Essen, which I think wasn't part of the plan. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think he was just like, okay, she's spat in my face and everything. Okay, I'm a little PO'd now. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger because I'm Jerome, you know, the Joker. Uh, You know, and, you know, he's killing Essen. He's, like, hurting his teammates. He's, you know, potentially killing them and everything. Right. And and he's doing all of this without Theo's blessing, which is going to hurt the plan. You know, so I think think Theo's going to cut Jerome loose and he's going to go off in a whole different direction next episode. But how do we know that it's without Theo's blessing? If he is, Mm -hmm. he has dubbed and approved that Jerome is the leader Mm -hmm. of the maniacs. And I mean, could tell he liked him the best from the very beginning. Like, how do we know that, you know, they didn't, you know, go over here, have a shot and talk about it. Oh yeah. Well, we, or some of them, you know, (laughs) dragon blood from the master's chalice. We, we absolutely don't know, but it's just there there's so many uh so many decisions he makes especially in that last scene in the police department that yeah. seem impulsive right and response to something that another character does like him responding up and above beyond uh 
the the initial action. Right. You know, shooting the guy for stealing the punchline. Essen, you know, cracks him in the skull and he's like, okay, it's my turn. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think there's some potential for and I I mean Theo Gallivan, he wants chaos, but he wants to be the one in charge of the chaos. You know, he wants to be the he, he wants to be able to stop it or at least guide it. Yeah. You know, so so I think, you know, Jerome could get some blowback on this. Oh I let's see, uh, Jimbo uh Batman in the chat room says uh the camera was totally Heath uh, Ledger's Joker. Oh uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, especially even like uh, some of the phrasing Jerome used there was very reminiscent of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, and uh, Jimbo also has a theory that Theo was also in charge of the Court of Owls in the time of Gotham's history, which uh, you know Bruno Heller did announce this week that Court of Owls is definitely coming. Hmm. So uh, he could be Court of Owls. I I, I have so some, is Court of okay. Sorry, dumb uh-huh. dumb girl moment. Is Court of Owls good or bad? The Court of Owls is. Is a secret society that's been running Gotham behind the scenes for hundreds of years. Basically bad. Okay. Anti-Batman at any rate. Like, I mean, good, bad, morality. Uh, you could be your own judge of that reading the story if you if you ever pick it up. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, they're definitely against Batman. Okay. So, so in that sense, they're definitely bad. Like, some would argue that maybe the control they've exerted over Gotham City has been for the greater good, but they're probably members of the Court of Owls. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah, but I have... I I feel some... like your entire giant point almost like negated a lot of mine here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Theo and Tigress is endgame. So I guess if they're in this Court of Owls thing, like where are they going for? Mm-hmm. Why did we break all these people out only to send them? Like I get that they're, I mean, they're definitely using the maniacs to divert attention from whatever they're actually doing. Um, Like, you know, kidnapping the mayor because that worked. Um, <laughs> Which it did. But like, what's the master plan? Where are we going from here? Like why? Why did we break out the crazies mm-hmm. for all of this it's it, questions lots of questions yeah the, the, that that big question who is uh theo gallivan is it's still, still hanging, hanging in the air yeah. well oh, by the way when in the chat room says uh she doesn't know much about dc comics batman either so she's team Amaru. somebody <laughs> had to be on my team um let's see what i was gonna say what are they doing to poor mayor james like why um he's almost like a worthless capture mm-hmm. because he has no power anyway yeah he's the mayor but everybody else is running the city yeah or were I well, guess. I, I kind of got the impression that uh, they captured uh, Mayor James uh, so they could uh, can kind of uh, make some public decisions and choices mm-hmm. as Mayor James. I, ha- I have some more theories about that coming up, but that oh, was okay. the impression I got. Okay. I the, can see that because everything know, has to be written instead of... Yeah, that's why they had him kill his... Or not kill. Call his secretary <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> So, so they could more easily, uh, you know, uh, act as Mayor Bing Bong, yeah. as Jimbo yes. says in the chat. Thank you, room. Jimbo, because <laughs> I took everything in my power not to keep doing Bing Bong things last night. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I guess this, I'm kind of a little confused, but intrigued as to why um, she keeps watching them from rooftops when they're doing their missions mm-hmm. and, well, eliminating them as needed. Like, were they afraid that that maniac was going to flip well, or that the, any of them are going to flip? Is that why we're you know stalking them see that's what i'm saying theo wants to cause chaos in gotham city but he wants it to be chaos he controls and he has right. a very steady hand on him in this case tigress when the maniacs uh, hashtag maniacs are out there running around and everything uh you know tigress is his hand in this case you know right yeah i mean i guess he can't really be seen doing that because he's actually a city official mm-hmm. that never goes to work um so okay when they attack the gcpd where did they get all these extra people like there mm-hmm. was also i mean there was only three of them left other than barbara yeah and one of them was with barbara mm-hmm. there was at least like six people that busted in there because one or two couldn't have done it anyway yeah well again, they might have but again that probably comes back to the question who is theo gallivan and who does he have but i need answers <laughs> i need says okay fine we'll skip through that um well you've already sort of said that essen was probably not the target mm-hmm. but i think in a sense she may have been targeted as a way to get at jim like uh-huh. because he they already dragged him away so that this could all happen because we know it wouldn't have happened if he was there um but could this be a way of getting back at him um and again um well um there we go um <laughs> at the powell family on twitter had said so are they gonna bring back Loeb? Mm-hmm. that could sort of work because like he 
he's obviously not, you know, clean and tidy, and neither's Theo. Maybe they yeah. you know, connected during his well, resignation. See, yeah. as, as somebody who's a huge fan of uh, Peter Scolari. I, the actor who plays Commissioner Loeb. Yes. I, I, I would love to see him come back mm-hmm. and be more involved in the episode. But as somebody who watched last week's week's episode. He ain't coming back. Yeah, I don't think Loeb would willingly come back at this point. Yeah, yeah, so, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah just because, that, you know, his, yeah. his, his life's on the line with Penguin and everything. Unless, unless But we didn't some, get any of him, so we don't know what's going on Unless there. maybe, like, Theo Gallivan comes to him and he's like, hey, you want to come back? And he's like, I can't because Penguin wants to kill me. And the, then Theo goes after Penguin or something like that but like then again i can't like there's been a lot of speculation that theo gallivan is going to bring penguin down i don't know if i see that i i I see him as if nothing nothing else tamping penguin down letting penguin still have power but not theo's the the puppet master behind the scenes sort of thing um okay last point on that point so the gcpd knew that six people had broken out Mm -hmm. and we talked about that in episode one but then in this episode we talked about five being the four guys plus barbara how did they know that the dude died well you know i can't remember specific I, like i i may have glazed over that scene a little bit or something but i know that uh he was uh richard Sionis, yes. uh the black mask was mentioned in the trailer for this week's episode so it's a it's a possibility that you know in the editing process they might have snipped that one out because uh, it's not essential information because he's not in this episode. But it almost is essential information because if they're still looking for mm-hmm. him and he ain't around, that's a wild goose chase. Well, I'm just saying if you can if you can cut twenty seconds that's to add you know uh, a couple more seconds of Barbara making out with Jim with blood all over her face. You know, you might need you might need to make that choice. Make it. You know, uh, anything interesting in the chat room? Now? Um, a discussion about Bullock being busy at the bar and engaged. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that. We have some Bullock talk uh, towards oh, the yeah. end here. And uh, Marshall's in the chat room now. Hi, Hi Marshall. Uh, Marshall. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Theo Gallivan too. Uh, first of all, his theatricality. Like uh, he speaks a lot in showbiz terms. He's mm-hmm. he talks about PR, setting the mood, staging, and opening like salvo to get the, the audience primed yeah the overture and everything he thinks like a showman mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if there's any significance to this if that's a hint of who he is or who he might become because i mean there i all batman villains are theatrical uh to some degree yeah uh, but there are some some villains that have more theatricality in their origins than others like say a lot i, I think there's two versions of clayface Okay. Which I, I think has been rumored to come in this season, hmm. uh, who who were actors, you know, so so maybe he he's one of them. But he also says that he wants to break the public's trust uh, with the actions of the hashtag maniacs, and <laughs> then just love I, saying hashtag maniacs. I can't, and then show them salvation, hmm. which sounds very League of Shadows, uh, Raz Al Ghul uh, to me. Uh, you, you know, especially uh, the Raz Al Ghul from Batman Begins. That was kind of his whole M.O. He was kind of trying to recruit Bruce Wayne to, you know, come into Gotham, cause havoc, and then save it. You know, along with the League of Shadows. Or or was it League of Assassins and Batman Begins? I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. There's a League of Somebody and they're up to things. But I think no matter what the salvation that Theo wants to bring to Gotham is going to have to come from another source than the hashtag maniacs. Because why would Gotham trust them? Like, after all of this, like, I, I can see sending them in, causing chaos, breaking the faith in the system. But it's going to have to be from another source uh, for Gotham to embrace it. And it also kind of makes me think, you know, it's going to create a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like, say, you know, this whole maniacs thing plays out. He sends in the salvation. Jim Gordon shuts it down. There's going to be a vacuum there for a savior for Gotham. I wonder who in this show could fill that role. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, okay. uh, but uh, Jimbo Batman is so black mask daddy's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, I don't think there's any reason to think that he's waiting in the wings uh, <laughs> being healed or anything. No. Which I, I also wondered, uh, getting back to Richard Kind for just a second. Bing, bong. Uh, I, I wonder, first of all, I wonder if Richard Kind was only available for like an hour or something. So And so maybe the entire time he was running around and everything, he was just there to film the opening of the door and the closing of the door. The and opening the rest of the door the, yeah, and the, well, the voiceovers mm. for when the door was closed because it was definitely. Yeah, but he could have filmed that on like a DAT recorder on the side of the stage yeah. or something like that real quick. 
Kubrick. You yeah. know, is so he in something right now? He might be. I I mean, he might be doing Inside Out stuff. Um, still? Yeah. Let, let me let me look here real quick. I was about to say I don't think Bing Bong is still doing some stuff. But it was it was definitely nice to see him again actually, though, especially after last week. You know, well I'll let you because that's your your thing. Yeah. Um. He, he he's in a couple movies here, but no no like. Uh, regular t- well, I guess he's a regular on a TV show called Red Oaks. I so have never heard of Red Oaks. I've never heard of Red Oaks either. No, I'm curious. Uh, but that, that, that could be why he hasn't shown up. But, you know, last week we were... We were taking uh, Theo at his word and everyone at that press conference at his word, their words, that uh, Theo Gallivan was an associate of Mayor James. James. Obviously not the case, obviously. Well, maybe he was Mm -hmm. an associate and used that to kidnap him. But see, the way Mayor James reacted to him, he he seemed, he didn't know the guy. He didn't know if he was capable of throwing a spider in the cage, all that kind of stuff. It seemed like very, he he seemed very... by the entire thing yeah i right but i think they may he obviously has a double persona Mm -hmm. so maybe mayor james knew his public service persona that he's putting on which led him to be able to easily be pulled in or pulled away from everybody because who's going to bring a bodyguard or something when you're going to meet with one of your see my my thing is though that mayor james is an idiot well well if he if he (laughs) if he knew this theo guy and they were good buddies and he felt comfortable enough to send him to this press conference then he could have been paid off by theo too like uh so theo could do all this stuff because obviously has a lot of resources and obviously mary james isn't above bribery Mm -mm. you know so i i I I think that's a a point in in the column that uh, they weren't associated which makes me think that theo gallivan picked uh, Commander Essen or Commissioner Essen, I <laughs> Commander. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, picked her to to take take oh, okay. a Loeb's place. So I, I kind of wonder. So then why. there would really be some pushback. Yeah, but I, I wonder why he picked Essen in particular for for that role. Um, if Theo was the one who did it, I don't know. Oh, and Jimbo Batman says uh, he's in a bat Amazon TV show. Oh, Amazon, so. and they film those pretty so they can release the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I I just kind of wonder why. Why would he have picked though? Because I. Because I, I believe, if I remember correctly, in last week's episode, uh, he said that uh, Mayor James had picked Captain Essen, but obviously he wasn't really working with Mayor James. So see, I don't. The agree. only the only person we have uh, the only person's word we have to go on with it's that Theo's. is Theo's. I'm still not convinced that they were that and, he wasn't and, working. And in like, the why office. would you kidnap someone, put them in a box, and be like, okay, who do you want to be commissioner? No, 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 no. You know? I'm not, but no, I'm saying that that happened before the kidnapping. Like, I think he really legitimately was maybe working in the office to mm-hmm. see the ins and outs and see who he needed to take down. Uh-huh. And I mean, I don't really know how the whole capturing and when that all occurred, but I don't necessarily think that, well, maybe he chose Essen because of her relationship with Mayor James. Or, so much and, confusion. and this is going to come into in one of my points later, uh-huh. or maybe because of her relationship with Jim. Well, yeah, that, that was. That's a, I, I have a whole thing on that I want to get into here in a, f- a couple minutes. Okay. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, move on. We're going to completely jump the that topic. <laughs> yeah, we we will we will push we'll it down back. the line. We'll push it down back. the line. It'll be good. It, let, let's let's get a little bit more cheery, a little bit more romantic, a little bit more cringly, if you will. I think we are very, very, very close to the turning point for Senor Nigma and Miss Kringle. Mm-hmm. And that turning point is a couple of different things. It, it, it's it's a, it's maybe a square they're going to like walk <laughs> around. It's not just a pivot. Um, she actually. Actually, seems into him now mm-hmm. and was kind of disappointed that he didn't ask her out. Yeah. And he, I mean, I don't know if you men understand this, but the what her, oh, she wanted him to ask her out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what that was. So. Not not to mention the fact that uh, she was completely doting on him after the whole GCPD incident there at the end because he jumped in and saved her, you know? Yeah, that. That was that's that's point C on my <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. like um yeah the two of them were pretty close during the shootout because they were near each other when it happened mm-hmm. and it looked like he got shot yeah like, yeah because he was being taken care of which was going to my point that not everybody who got shot died because mm-hmm. you can't kill the Riddler already he's <laughs> not even the Riddler yet um and the other Enigma is appearing to grow stronger and stronger um and I think that Miss Kringle is going to be a big part of pulling that to the forefront. 
Yeah. Whether, you know, maybe she's the one who walks in on him talking to himself and throwing things. And um, Yeah, because he well, almost like, got busted this episode. And I was saying uh, last week that, you know, someone within the GCPD was going to end up, you know, catching wind that he wasn't all there anymore. You right. Know? But it was, it was a nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if it He probably ha- got killed. <laughs> he probably did get killed. Yes. Um, so I just think that, you know, maybe she'll walk in on that and try to pull out of him what's going on, what's what's the voice saying like Mm. that type of thing and i think she's gonna be the part to make him become who he becomes yeah definitely one one thing about cool ed uh the the, yeah the uh alter ego of ed nigma and everything Uh i i I really think like it's so weird he has sort of like this uh this cartoonish characterish characterish version of Mm -hmm. what romance is like what women like It, it it sounds like somebody i don't know uh trying to play a Beatles song without ever actually having heard the Beatles play it before or something, you know, like, like he, he's just like, uh, he, 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 he doesn't really understand women, but he thinks that's what understanding women is, mm-hmm. you know, what this cool Ed persona, uh, you, you know, this more Riddler-esque persona, mm-hmm. uh, has been presenting. So very interesting. And again, like last season, I'm sure it's going to be a slow burn until it I all don't just know. blows up. Because we've been told everything will just continue to blow up this season. Yeah, that's it doesn't. True. It doesn't seem like any mm-hmm. of the storylines are a slow burn. Well, well, see, it's it feels a bit like it did last season, though, just in terms of we get like one two to three minute scene or like a two to three minute scene and then a capper on this storyline every episode. Yeah. And then it just builds up until we get that episode that was like probably like 15, 20 minutes of Ed and, uh, you know, the killing and all that kind of stuff. And yes. Then the fallout from that. And then the bleach. We, we need another episode uh, with him stuffing some body parts in a locker. That's yes. all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But whose body parts will they be? Okay, uh, Jimbo uh, Batman uh, asked us, uh, by the way, there is no happy ending for Barbara this season, right? Uh, depends on who you ask. Um, uh, Barbara actually seems quite happy at the moment. Yeah, she does. She um, does. I'm happy for Jim. I, if she ends up <laughs> being killed or getting incarcerated, I don't know if he that necessarily might be happy for wants her to die, though. He yeah. still that's mm-hmm. the that's the pro that twit. I, I do have some stuff on that coming okay, up too. I'll so stop. Okay, we're having a contest. Hey, we have a contest. We are having a contest. We're having a contest. We're, we're basically uh, like we did last year, uh, we're we're doing a giveaway. Uh, where basically uh, we're giving away this beautiful uh, Comic-Con exclusive Gotham oh cover oh TV God. guide. It not only covers Gotham, but it covers uh, all of your DC TV uh, shows for this year, including mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, all of those shows. It has a lot of exclusive content, and we're giving it away to one of our listeners. Yes, definitely. Now, if, if, you, if you want to enter, it's really easy. All you need to do is you need to go over to iTunes, and if you've left us a review before, uh, go ahead and just... Just give it a little update. Give it a little little polish uh, there. Give, give it a little polish for 2015. And uh, update it, and uh, it w- we'll be able to see that. Or you can go ahead and leave a review if you haven't yet. And there's a third way to enter, too, and that's by uh, posting on social media or on reddit or somewhere somewhere talk about us yeah letting people know why you love the show why you listen to the show and encouraging why they them should come to, to do the, the same yes. and uh, you know i uh, for those definitely will want you to email us with links or screenshots or something legends of gotham at gmail.com and for the reviews too if you want to just uh, to make it a little easier on us to keep track of it mm-hmm. and so we can contact you if you win but uh amory any anything fun in there you're, you're uh, flipping through there i'm flipping through to see what's in here yeah I, I haven't yeah. looked at it. Oh, let's see. There's stuff. There's Flash. There's Vampire Diaries. There's Supernatural, you know, the show that'll never die. <laughs> uh, Person of Interest, which I've heard a lot about. Um, there is actually a big pullout for Big Bang Theory, if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pull like it out. Like a poster Like a poster. Thing? There's a big feature on them. Big, big Excellent. feature. On so, yeah, them. if you want to uh, win, win that for your very own, uh, we'll send it to you. Just... Leave us a review on iTunes or uh, proselytize for us on social media, on a yes. forum, on Reddit, Ooh, somewhere. I didn't see this. What's that? Um, the Gotham Gazette. Oh, nice. There's a Gotham Gazette. There's, and it like says like their status, their villain status. Like, yeah, hope, they, hopefully they're not reporting on Mary James, who Mary James no. is sleeping with. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at the time. But this is like it has who's mm-hmm. – uh, 
dead and missing in custody nice. oh richard sionis aka the map in custody dun 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 jack gruber in custody wonder if we'll get him see, back see if we got this last seat or over the summer we would have had some potential spoilers for this year but uh, probably not we wouldn't have noticed that one okay one thing we wanted to mention too before we get back to our main discussion is that, that we have a you guys know we do a uh our, the patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box we had a, a new person uh yes we had oh yeah look up that name uh but we had a new person contribute today it's kind of like a, a monthly subscription to where you say i'll give you 50 cents a month or a buck a month or five bucks a month to help support the show yes please uh, and it, well now we have a new page over on our main site legendsofgotham.com at legendsofgotham.com slash support where you can support the show in a couple of other ways too mm-hmm. we have some merchandise you can get some legends of gotham t-shirts hoodies uh bumper stickers so much stuff yeah all sorts of stuff like that uh, i again you can support us at the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash universebox, which we really, really uh, love and appreciate everyone who supports us over there. I think we have 32 people. 32 for $206 a month. Jason Ritter. That was the new. Jason Ritter was the new guy. Was our new guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're actually doing uh, movie commentaries over there, too. We, we fell a little behind, but we're going to be coming oh, back yeah. with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, soon. Very, very soon. We have already done the Goonies and Harry Potter. So a, a lot of exclusive content. I've heard for about you. our Harry Potter yeah. issue because well not issue because I don't think we really talked about it on here. The tweet that was heard around the world about Voldemort that was mentioned us. us. That was us. Well, that was Michael Lucero. It was Michael Lucero in response to our Harry Potter commentary. So there's that. But yeah, and also if you want to, uh, right down here at the bottom of the support page, there's a a little affiliate link to Amazon. So if you're going to be buying something off Amazon anyway, just come to legendsofgotham.com slash support. Scroll down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Click on this little picture of the Gotham uh, Season 1 Blu-ray set. And you don't have to order the Gotham Season 1 Blu-ray set. You can order cheese. Literally anything. As long as you click this link first, we'll get a little kick back uh mm-hmm. and uh, it, it'll help us uh you know pay for server cost uh upgrade, you know we just upgraded my mm-hmm. camera maybe we'll upgrade my mic since apparently it's quiet tonight can get rid of the animal exactly you know, stuff like that is mm-hmm. what we're hoping to do yeah j- just beef stuff up a little bit more for uh 2015 2016 almost yeah 2016 almost but Crazy. Uh, again that is a uh, legendsofgotham.com slash support oh and also uh we we haven't mentioned this in a while uh we have this little poster behind me uh, we haven't got anything new for it in a while if you want to send us like a letter uh, some fan art if you do gotham oh, fan we would art love fan definitely art. uh we will put it in this poster that's mm-hmm. uh, behind me all, all the time all the while time. we're doing the episode uh just go to legendsofgotham.com and click on contact us and you'll see our p.o box our p.o box which is uh i'll go ahead and say it legends of gotham p.o box 608-351 orlando florida 32860 and again you can get uh to that at legendsofgotham.com but you know what slash what oh yeah slash contact contact. yeah yeah i suppose so. i was trying to finish this thing i suppose so yes Hmm. okay well we should get back to the main discussion okay then we've lost a great lady tonight last night actually when the episode aired i don't really know how to was that like life and times i don't know i don't know i was it was a memorial (laughs) thing i and no musical talent. Oh, Canada. No, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Oh, Captain Essen, you are now truly dead. dead. No, but I, <laughs> so sad to see uh, so one of sad. our last uh, minor uh, season one major characters, Captain Essen, uh, yeah. bite the big one. I, and, uh, you know, it, it really, the thing that kind of cheesed me off most about this is that she was finally she finally had power yep. she finally had the balls you know family or no we saw her last season she was like concerned about her family, family but she was like you know what i don't care i have the power i am not going to waste this opportunity right. i'm going to affect great change in gotham city so she had the power she had her team with gordon and everything she was ready to launch into a brighter day and then uh the hashtag maniacs uh destroyed all that so, you know, it, it was so sad. I was so sad to see her off. I, and I, I thought she was safe when she showed up in the season opener last yes. episode. Yes. I was like, good. Essence safe. Because no. uh, that was kind of like a big question mark throughout the summer. Like, is, is she coming back? Yeah, especially with all the other uh, major minor characters we lost last year, like uh, Montoya and Alan and everything. Man. Like. I, I was like, well, hopefully Essence will stick around. And she did. She did. Until she did. For two episodes. 
But, uh, you know, uh, well, I, I guess I really don't have to get into this, but, yeah, Sorry, the Powell yeah. family was uh, speculating on, on whether or not Loeb would come back. I, I doubt it, uh, but whoever replaces her I think is going to be sent there by Gallivan himself. I'm wondering if maybe Michael Chiklis' character might be oh, yeah. in league with Gallivan. Well, he, I don't think he's, com- he's coming in in her old position as captain. I don't mm. think he's coming in as commissioner. Well, they still need to replace the captain. T- I mean, we... We're losing mm-hmm. cops left and right. Maybe we- it'll be Alvarez. It was also weird that <laughs> maybe he was point man this episode. He was. I was excited about that. And hopefully uh, Joe the Cop survived. Oh, I hope Joe the Cop Tom survived. Tom Calderon, our, our good friend over on Twitter. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 why was Essen working as the commissioner from the GCPT? Because it just happened. Like I guess she, maybe she, she was still packing ch- that cardboard box to take down to the city she hall or whatever. She has more than one co- cardboard box. She's the captain. Okay, two cardboard boxes. At least. And a locker full of body parts. And a locker full of Two turntables and a locker full of body parts. Something like that. All right. So Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox. I'm sure you'll have a lot to add to this because I didn't really know. I don't know the history of it. I just knew what Mm -hmm. I knew. So His name's Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Andy Dufresne. No, not the Andy Dufresne. (laughs) Every time. Andy Bruce Wayne. Andy Bruce Wayne. Um, The best friend I ever had. Are you done now? (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't know... Okay. I like that he's back and I'm hoping that he's going to move a little bit more to the forefront. Maybe, uh, you know, he'll be uh, replacing that spot in our hearts that Essen has now left. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think he knew exactly what he was doing when he told Bruce about the stoic? Well, I, I kind of got the impression that as far as what he knew about what uh, Thomas Wayne was up to, mm-hmm. that it's pretty much the same relationship modern Lucius Fox has with modern Batman, where he knows that there's something crazy going on there. He might be Batman, but he's not going to uh, he's not going to press the issue right. for plausible deniability. He'll help him. But he he, he wants, doesn't want to know any details. He wants some distance. He's like, I'm not making you a cape, but I'll help you mm-hmm. with the computer. Yeah, and I I think he was really I think really he was just because uh, it kind of came across in this episode that he felt guilty about not being closer and more in and it that with was, Thomas. That was one of my sort of things was that if he was if his father was so important to him, why didn't he ever check on Bruce? Like mm-hmm. it's, there was an entire season, and it wasn't until Bruce started to you know try and get his fingers in things that he even said anything and yeah. there was no follow-up you must follow up when you do things like this um <laughs> well alfred made, made sure he did oh he will never be going away now <laughs> or there will be some kippers yeah i i was really excited kippers. to see him in the cave working on stuff because that that's a step closer to the cave cave being built you know right right uh, when disagrees though i in our chat room she says <gasps> that uh, alfred was a total creep in the bar scene and she still doesn't care for this alfred which is fair because it's very unlike the alfred a lot of people know like he's not that far removed from the comic book alfred but but he's not exactly michael kane or uh michael uh, gondry who was in uh, all the other batman movies or <laughs> the rest or the dude from uh alan napier from the old batman tv show the, either. i can't even believe you can do that um yeah and, and bobby says he loved alfredo in that scene i think he means alfred. he does he yes, corrected he does. himself yeah. yes um i enjoyed alfredo as well alfredo and the kipper mm-hmm. but you know i like that he pretty much lays it all out for lucius and is like no 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 see mm-hmm. you did this now you come fix it starting yeah. with the computer that i broke with a hammer and i think that little kipper antidote he gave too was just another way to kind of reinforce hey, i mean we we always get these little moments every few episodes with alfred that oh wait he he is a total badass oh yeah and, and it, that was just he another will literally way to reinfor- cut you like a fish yeah exactly exactly yeah. like i uh yeah, it, it was good though. It was good. Yeah. I, I I'm glad Lucius will be more involved for sure. He better be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious because now he has that connection with Bruce, and Bruce does need somebody else who knows his dad. Yeah, I think personally, and who has some some, uh, some, some insight, finger, fingers some... in at Wayne Industries or Wayne yeah. Enterprise, Wayne blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever they are. So I don't know why we always get that confused. I don't know. In uh, apologies if our voices sound a little weird tonight. We both have a little bit of a cold going oh, on. Oh my goodness. Like mm-hmm. back to school, kids come home with germs. All okay, something else. I you know I I'm, I was very focused. As much as I love Jerome in this episode, mm-hmm. I mean I led with them. I was very focused on uh, Theo Gallivan and right. kind of his motivation. Even though he wasn't in the wasn't in the episode that much, his his plans were all over. If his fingerprints were all over the episode, right? 
So one thing that one decision he made that I thought was interesting was why did he keep Jim alive? Because very obviously he sent Barbara there and he even gave up one of his hashtag maniacs to help keep Jim occupied while everything was going on with the GCPD. But why keep Jim alive? I don't necessarily think it was Theo who kept him alive. See, I I was thinking about that and I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, maybe it was Barbara wanting to keep him alive or maybe Barbara was like, let me get him out of there or whatever. But I don't think Theo would have really responded to that. I'm thinking because, you know, uh, the last we see Barbara before that scene, they're in uh, Theo's apartment or penthouse or whatever. And he's like, tell me everything you know about Jim Gordon. And I'm thinking that something she told uh, oh, well, Theo yeah. Gallivan is why he wanted to keep Jim around. Right. You, you know, I, I think, you know, Barbara wanting Jim alive to, you know, reconnect with him in however well, she still it is. cares about him and that's pretty obvious. Yeah, but I, 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 don't, I don't think that Theo Gallivan would keep him alive for that reason. I think, I think that might no. be too simple. No, I don't think he, I don't think that's the reason yeah, it, that he's still alive. But mm-hmm. I mean, she although looked, I will say, why didn't Jim get any of the other cops in the precinct involved when she showed up? I mean, why why does he still care about her? She's nuts. He's, she's completely nuts. He, he threatened to kill his girlfriend. You know, yeah. the mother of his child, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to in the news section. Um, boy, um. I don't even know what I was going to say. Now you're to me. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I, I did have a, I did have some thoughts on this. Oh, uh, Bobby says Alfredo and the Kipper is the name of my punk band. Nice. Planet uh, Oswald's very soon, I'm sure. Black hair. Yeah, but I, I, I did have a theory as to why Theo kept Jim alive, and that's that I, th- I think he's saving Jim for last. I think he realizes after ter- talking to Barbara that Jim is kind of like, he has this reputation within the department and within the city as being the cop, the good cop who's going to come in and fix Gotham. And I think he's going to try and uh, make Jim an example as part of his final, like, salvo before the great salvation he references. You know, I, either he's going to threaten Jim's life or he's going to get one over on Penguin find out this leverage that Penguin has on it Jim from last week when he killed that guy and uh, he's going to expose Jim and you know Gotham's greatest hero exposes just another one of the down and dirty cops of the GCPD and that's what I was thinking that's what why I think he kept him alive just a thought we'll see just a thought I have no idea I'm not even gonna no we kind of already talked about this a little bit with Jerome versus Greenwood with the battle for who's going to lead the hashtag maniacs. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was fun getting to watch Just say maniacs. It. Don't say hashtag maniacs. I'm going to throw a hashtag <laughs> shoe at you. Uh, but hashtag shoe throw. Hashtag shoe throw. Uh, God, we're becoming those people. Um, but no, it was really neat seeing um, Jerome put him in his place. Uh, fun thing, though, was watching Leo Duck no theo theo yes fix my eyes um theo duck every time jerome pulled the trigger i like <laughs> uh-huh. it was like it's like i don't know do you want it to uh go off or no because you seem really excited well theo as much as he went to all this trouble to break these people out and everything he he doesn't care that much about their lives I, like not at all they're all expendable to him in name of the in the name of the greater mission whatever that turns out to whatever be but yeah i i do hope i i do hope that uh the cannibal guy uh, i like the cannibal Green, guy Greenwood sticks around a little bit longer i have a feeling you will i'm gonna give him a round of applause <laughs> Which, by the way, Gotham TV writers at Gotham TV writers last night said that they that wasn't in the script, so it was probably improvised or oh the yeah the round of applause oh the round of applause yeah he, okay I'm so Good sad that that evening, came... ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad that he is dead because he provided me so much entertainment and joy oh yeah even when like... he even when he didn't have any lines he was hilarious he was fantastic and honestly he wouldn't have flipped mm-hmm. he was so crazy that dude was not flipping well no he said he would need certain assurances which he probably would have gotten considering you know these people had just tried to light a bus full of cheerleaders on fire okay also, uh, you know, uh, Jerome trying to light uh, the bus on fire with yeah. the uh, gas line uh-huh. right behind you. Probably not the best idea. Probably. N- <laughs> oh, Rebecca. She's what's, on top of it. She's, what's she's tweeting us already. She's the hashtag shoe throw. <laughs> nice. Hashtag, babies, hashtag Gorkin's baby. Not related to hashtag shoe throw. No. Okay. Well, 
Depends on who's throwing the shoe. So I was really glad to see uh, Bruce kind of stick up for himself in terms of Alfred's uh, constant, which we, our feedback uh, mentions this too, but Alfred's constant, you're, you're a young boy, Master Bruce. You're, you're not, not ready for enough. this. You're not ready, yes. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was glad to see Bruce finally kind of uh, stand up to him and kind of try to put a scare in him, you know, by right. firing him to send a message that, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me right. and you have to be you're on me. the payroll so I can just buy buddy. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy a new legal legal guardian or whatever. That's the thing. He's his legal guardian. It's probably a pretty loose arrangement. I'm sure. I'm sure that, you know, he can't even drive a car, but he's I, not going to school. I'm sure he could hire a new butler to fill that role well, I'm or sure something. He could, but how do you, Jim, stop working for the police department. Be my butler. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I, I do think that Alfred got the message loud and clear. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, also, where do you think he was going on that train? I wonder. Was he going back to England? On a train? Yeah. Well, like ma- maybe from, taking from maybe Gotham? taking the train to the airport. Why didn't he just go to the airport? I don't know. I, I don't know how Gotham's laid out. We don't know where the airport is until uh, there's a, a Alfred on a plane or something. The episode Alfred on a plane coming second half of season two. <laughs> Uh, no, but also the like the whole busting up the computer thing. Oh my god, that was extreme. That was yeah, not necessary. It was completely screwed up because yeah. you know, worst case scenario, he knew there was proof that Wayne Industries was like all wackadoo and everything in the computer. You have a friend in the police department. Why don't just pass that information over to Jim Gordon? Because Jim Gordon's dealing with a few things right now. Well, he he wasn't then. I, I the last they'd seen him, he had, he was taking drunken walks, and he wasn't a cop. You know, so so uh-huh. I, I mean, he could have passed that information along. I, I I'm just saying that you know, taking a hammer to the computers, even though he was trying to protect Bruce, seemed a little harsh. I was a little harsh, but I mean, he had mm. to do something in the moment, so there was that. But I'm definitely glad to see that Alfred has recommitted to uh, you know, the cause. Tra- yeah, the cause and training Bruce and everything. Mm. But I really hope that Alfred's not the only person who's going to be training him. I still hope that we see, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne jet-setting around the world, training with all the masters and detection well, and Tai Chi. Well, that's how we're getting Alfred and... on a plane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Alfred on a plane. Hashtag through shoot Coming through. soon. Coming Hashtag soon. Hashtag baby. Oh. On a plane. <laughs> flying the plane. Oh, Gorkin's baby flying the plane. No, thank you. Alfred on a plane. The pilot. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Wynn says, I thought Alfred was breaking the computer to hide that he knew about it all along. See, I was thinking last week that he knew about it I don't it think all he along. was this week. Yeah, I, I, I kind of rescind what I said last week after... Yeah. Uh, seeing seeing this week's episode i don't think alfred knew quite as much as we thought he did no although it was really interesting we never really talked about this that it wasn't just yeah the blood the the bulletproof vest and everything bullets in it it was way more batman than i was expecting yeah well actually i was expecting like a bat suit and stuff but that's because i i'm a weird silver age fan and i know the old story But uh, but yeah, way more Batman than I was expecting because very obviously Thomas Wayne was running around doing something, doing something, yeah, doing something, yeah. I don't know, interesting. But uh, Bullock- let's go down to the bar. <laughs> Bye, um, Bullock and Scotty. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess we're going to see how much she doesn't dislike him. Yeah, that's. I mean, I wanted to slap her a little. She wasn't so nice. Well, you 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 know, uh, you're dating this cop. You finally convince him to leave the whole. Or he no. finally he gets forced out of the cop thing. Right. He kind of becomes a bit more respectable, and then you know his old cop buddies come in trying to pull him back into that dangerous yeah. kind of messed up life he was leaving. I I could see being a little upset, but it, I know, but that was not a little upset. It, it was nice to. See see scotty come back again because we had the whole episode last season when uh what's his name bullock was trying to like win her affections and he finally does at the end of the episode and then we never hear from her again but obviously and i completely forgot about her until you're like oh scotty and i'm like how do you remember these obviously things progress though and uh they're engaged yeah they're engaged now for for now until 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 next next week's episode (laughs) when she's like no i'm done and throws the ring (laughs) yeah but it's yeah, it, it, and I, I will be glad to see Bullock in the episode a bit more uh, next week because he's been sorely missed. Yeah. He, he, he's he been a Jim's, Jim's rock. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so let's see here. Arbitrary, arbitrary scale. scale. Arbitrary oh, scale. Arbitrary scares me, people. Scale. I'm scared. Okay, okay. Um, out of 17 hashtag maniacs, how many hashtag maniacs do you give this episode? Um... 14 and an eye gouge. 
Why? Because an eye gouge is fun. Um, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really scary. Um, but, by the way, Pastor of Batman tweeted me the, the Fish Mooney eye gouge from last season, which I'd never seen before. And it, it auto-played. It was an animated GIF that auto-played <laughs> on Twitter. And I finally had to look at it. Thanks for nothing, Pastor of Batman. That's all I'm saying. I will give you a round of applause. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um... Yeah, no, 14 and an eye gouge because, uh, you know, lots of good things, lots of good things. There was no penguin. Mm-hmm. There was no Gilzine. There was no cat. These are things I enjoy in my Gotham. These are a few of my favorite, favorite things. things. Another song, uh, Sound of Music song, like last week's. What did we sing last week? Farewell. Good oh, night. So it was long. in the episode. Farewell. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and as for me, I'm going to go ahead and give it, you know, I'll give it 16. Because <gasps> I, I really, really liked it. Oh, always room I, for improvement. Yeah, well, well, not even an always uh, room for improvement thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was just like, it was so intense that in time, at times it was a little, it was a little too intense. Like, uh, it was a little overwhelming at times. And by the time I got through the second watch through, it was, I could kind of process it a bit more. But uh, what's that? I'm tired of all these monkey fighting Alfreds on this Monday to Friday plane. Oh, that's a reference to uh, I got nothing. the Snakes on a Plane movie, the classic line. That's how it sounds oh. on TV when they re-record lines. Oh. Yeah, I'm tired of these monkey fighting Alfreds on this Monday to Friday plane. I like that. I, Marshall <laughs> gives it a 16 ma- hashtag, hashtag maniacs. I uh, really love the episode. Uh, me too. Good, good. And I'm excited for next week. If nothing, if for no other reason than John Stevens, when we interviewed him, which if you haven't listened to it, go back a few episodes. I think it's like 46 or 47. We interviewed the executive producer over the summer, Uh, but he said he wrote next week's episode and he said it's his favorite of the season because he wrote it. So, uh, oh, yeah, I spelled it wrong. Yeah, it is with it with like an AX, like an axe, like axing a tree. Asking a question, too. Asking a question. Okay, so I guess now it's time for the news. News. Okay, first up, the ratings. A little bit low for what I like to see. Well, from what we like to see, but... Well, it's like like down in the low, kind of flashy, kind of flash or arrow ratings range. You really going there? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, last week, uh, for most of the season, it was like a 2.2, 2.3 share. And this week, it's a 1.6 share, which is very sad, especially with that great promo uh, that uh, our friend at Jonks Production Yes. Uh, cut together uh, with the hashtag maniacs. Uh, but, Spelled properly, unlike me. But, you know, they, they, they still got uh, 4.6 million viewers, which is doing pretty good. And, uh, I mean, they're committed to the entire second season, at least. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I think it's only going to go up. I think once word gets out about how good uh, Cameron Mongahan is doing playing Jerome. Yeah. I, I I think word's gonna just I I think it's gonna blow up. That's, it's, that's the big say. things are coming. Big yeah. things. There 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 will be blood. <laughs> blood it will be a blood and fire cleansing. Something like that. Yeah. Which we haven't had too much fire. We've had plenty <laughs> of blood. Okay, but next week the last laugh. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at this promo and We're... see what we have to laugh about here? <laughs> Thanks. Jerome's gonna be involved. Yep. There's Jerome again. There's this guy, Dad. He thinks I'm gonna be a stalker. Dad. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get uh, Jerome's man. dad back. Looks like he goes into Oswald's maybe with a gun. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it was Oswald's. Yeah, and it, it the suit he's Jerome is wearing looks very much like a classic Joker suit, and he also has gas here, like the Joker, Joker classic gas. Joker gas. Which uh, I wonder if maybe he sourced that from a uh, scarecrow dude or something like that, because because there's some kind of visual effects on Jim there oh. in the trailer that I were kind of scarecrowish. So I'm wondering maybe if uh, that's where Jerome got it. Who knows? But uh, let's see here. I and then uh, one last. Uh, well, there's well, two. yeah, there's two, there's two more stories here. Uh, one, uh, we have got another Bat villain confirmed for the season, and that is Eduardo Flamingo. A, a, Eduardo a, Flamingo, a Grant Morrison creation, actually. Oh. Uh, but uh, Raúl uh, Castillo has been cast to play uh, the character. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, making his debut in episode nine of season two, Eduardo Flamingo is one of Gotham's most dangerous hitmen. Uh, killing for him isn't oh. just a job; it's an art form. Armed with a spike chain and an appetite for flesh, this rockabilly assassin will prove to be one of Detective Jim Gordon's trickiest foes. Interesting. And I'm very excited for this because he comes from, a, I believe he was in All-Star Batman and Robin.
Robin. Oh, really? Yeah, one of uh, uh, Grant Morrison's Batman books, because Grant Morrison was on the Batman books for like seven or eight years, something like that. In, in one of his original creations, another one we mentioned last season was uh, Professor Pig. Yeah. Uh, was another uh, classic Grant Morrison villain that I hope we get to see on Gotham at some point. Possibly. Because I haven't seen him done properly since Grant Morrison did him oh, in the original books. But, uh, and, and then we have uh, Amaria. You probably want to take this one, right? Sure. Hashtag Gorkin's babies for real, homies. Gorkin, Gorkin's baby. For, the Gorkins are having oh, a baby. I, I, Jim Gordon and Leslie Tompkins are going to have a baby on the show, you mean? Nope. Uh, you're really going to make me pronounce her name. Ben McKenzie and Morena Bakarin? Bakarin? Bakarin. Bakarin. See, yeah. that's why they are currently dating, having a baby, and have plans <laughs> to get married. Yes, yes. So She's uh, also going through a divorce. Well, yeah, well, we don't need to talk about that, but congratulations <laughs> to the happy couple. Congratulations, and, Gorkins. And I'm, I'm sure your baby will become a backup Batman of some sort. Of some sort. And, and Bobby also gives uh, the episode 14 hashtag maniacs. So all good. All good. All good. good. All good things. All good things. Definitely. Yeah. Congratulations to the happy couple. Yes. Okay. So next week, um, when you're done watching Gotham, you know, cause wipe the blood off your face. Well, yeah. Wipe the blood off your face. Mm -hmm. Then make out with your ex-boyfriend again. I uh, grab his smartphone from his pocket. <laughs> Uh, that has a typewriter on it for some reason. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we have a few here. And as usual, first up, we're going to go with a kind of a long entry from a, our good friend Bobby. Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. Hey. It's no secret that I was not a huge fan of the first season of Gotham. Uh, let's face it, there was a lot of chips uh, stacked against it. Uh, it being a pre-Batman Gotham, there was just so many different like scenarios or characters that either they couldn't use, or mm -hmm. if they did use, they had to try to maybe tiptoe around things. And every time they tried to create their own villains, uh, it, everything always felt a little short, to, you know, felt like it fell a little short to me. Uh, of course, there was always Penguin, uh, Falcone, Marone, uh, Falcone, and Marone. Uh, <laughs> Falcone they and were Maroni. always great when they used them for the Put most part. But we all know how I felt about Fish. I uh, can't stand her, never liked her, never will like her. I'm glad she's gone. I hope she stays in the river. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who liked her. Just Hashtag wasn't Bobby my cup answers. of tea. Uh, Thank you for apologizing to Will Smith. Go ahead. <laughs> that being said, I mean, we're only two episodes into season two, and I feel like we've accomplished more in these two episodes than we did in all of the first season. Um, I, I just love what they're doing with characters that, like, I didn't even care for last season. I don't know where they're going. You know, it started to pick up at the end of last season, and, and it, I guess that kind of feeds into what's going now but like as far as barbara goes i don't know where they're going with her but i am so so uh on board i don't you know totally on board for wherever they're going with that character <laughs> obviously not canon obviously not canon and that's the thing about the show is you've got to like just like disavow anything you know about batman and just realize that this is its own thing um Jerome, at first, when I heard that they were going to make him like a, make him maybe the Joker, uh, I was kind of iffy on that. You know, I really felt like they were kind of jumping the gun already going there. But they have done such a good job with him. And uh, Cameron Monaghan, is that the guy? Monaghan? Yep. Whatever Mon his name is, he is doing such a good job with the Joker, mm -hmm. throwing in, you know, a little bit of Cesar Romero, a little bit of Jack Nicholson. But also giving it his own, as they said, boyish charm. Uh, I just am totally digging what he's doing with the character. And if this, if this is some sort of red herring that the producers and the writers are throwing at us where he isn't the Joker, then they better, they better have some really good damn reason because <laughs> yeah, this uh -huh. is he's just like totally nailing it totally nailing it of course obviously they haven't totally said he's the, he's the joker but come on i'm pretty <laughs> sure even in that the last scene of the episode when he uh when they were showing that videotape he made i'm pretty sure i saw the beer the blood that was coming down his face that he had like smeared it some across his, his mouth 
Uh, of course, I mean, it didn't, like, look totally like, oh, look, it's the Joker smile. Right. But if you yeah. look, I'm but pretty it, sure it's there. It looked Joker-ish. Um, they just totally wiped out the precinct. I can't believe they did that. I would did <laughs> yes. not see that coming, especially yeah. Essen, R.I.P. Essen. Um, but with that happening, you know, maybe now there's some room for Montoya and Allen, maybe. Huh? Maybe bring back Montoya and Allen. We so need some M- cops. Of course, MCU we need needs to come in there. That was a major crime. Uh, some uh-huh. of my favorite scenes this episode, uh, they were all great. But of course, I've always loved the dynamics between Bruce and Alfred. I really did not expect him to uh, fire Alfred, but it really plays into like forcing Alfred's hand into like helping, you know, like all of that played out great and it wasn't played out over like two or three episodes alfred didn't have to go away on some sabbatical this was all in the course of an episode we've got that over it was great dramatic scenes and now we can move along um and then of course um i always love when harvey or when uh, bullock and gordon are together Mm -hmm. Uh, it was great to see Bullock in the bar and then even greater to see him come back. And I mean, of course he was going to come back after what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm just rambling here and this <laughs> voicemail is going long, but I didn't send one in last week. So I'm kind of making up for it. That's fair. But That's I mean, I am just totally on board with whatever they're doing now. I, all last season, I was kind of like on the fence watching because I, uh, I won't say I'm felt obligated to, but I'm a comic book fan. I listen to your guys' podcast. I wanted to give it a chance, and I am so glad I did because I love what they're doing. It's it's so dark, so twisted, and at 8 o'clock at night uh, uh, on a Monday. In the family um, hour. Yep. That being said, uh, I'll make my scale as twisted as theirs. Um, we'll say I'll give this episode uh, 29 of 32 uh, gasoline-soaked cheerleaders. Love this episode. Can't wait to see where they're going with it. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about it and see you guys in chat. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Bobby. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you're coming around. I I mean, there's been a bit to come around, too. Like, I, I mean, I didn't get the impression that you hated it last season at all. But I, I, yeah. I, yeah, 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 I know there were the people had quibbles and bits and they have far less this far year. Le- so. what, what quibbles are you going to have that they didn't mm-hmm. kill the cheerleaders? That's awful. Well, I mean, if we could be kind of interesting. No. OK. No, OK. No killing cheerleaders. Hi, no. former cheerleader over here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. OK. Uh, next up, we have <laughs> Rebecca's voicemail. Take it away, Rebecca. Rebecca. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's this up, is Rebecca? Rebecca Johnson and I'm calling back the season two episode called Knock Knock, and I have so many thoughts. I am loving the Maniacs, not only because they're goofy and over-the-top fun in a kind of a dark comedy way, but I think they also serve as a way to justify the need for a Batman. You know, Jim Mm -hmm. Gordon saved the day with the bus full of cheerleaders, but he and the GCPD can't be everywhere at the same time. And speaking of the GCPD, holy crap. (laughs) I am so impressed with the boldness of the Gotham Riders to go there. It killed Mm -hmm. off Essen. They are sick and twisted. And most of the police precinct. So I (laughs) like that they used it as a shocking twist, but also as a really organic way to bring Bullock back and maybe even give Jim a way to step up. And P.S. I loved that Bullock putting his hat back on was symbolic of him being (laughs) a cop. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, But my question for you is, in this episode, did you understand that story Alfred told Lucius? And if so, can you please explain it to me? Because I got lost in that maze. I did not understand (laughs) what he was talking about. It sort of reminded me of Alfred's Tangerine story in the Dark Knight trilogy. So mm. anyway, this was a an almost perfect episode, I think, for Gotham, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, I think I you know, you know it, I, it was a little rambly, but I think I think the general message was that uh, he thought he could uh, he could trust this guy, but then he realized he couldn't, so he dealt with it. So if Lucius Fox wants to be trusted, that's fine. But if it turns out that he can't be trusted, you're Alfred's gonna be go- a kipper. Yeah, you're going to be a kipper. Uh, kipper the you big red dog. You don't want to be a kipper. Yeah. Kipper the big red dog. Or, or not the big red dog. He's kind of smaller. But uh, okay, uh, <laughs> last but not least, it's uh, Woo. Take it away, Woo! I think it's fair to say that this episode is the episode that 
we all wanted when the series premiered last year, mm -hmm. but we didn't know that we wanted it. Because, in all fairness, and you guys have heard this before, you you watched every episode, you go on Twitter, a few times. you hear what all the fans and the naysayers of, of the series say. We didn't really know what the series was going to be about initially when the pilot aired. And I have to take back everything I said negatively about some disjointed episodes in the first season because now I see what Bruno Heller was trying to do. And I have to give Bruno Heller a lot of credit. The guy is a very, very intelligent showrunner and a very, very intelligent writer because he put the chess pieces in place for what we saw in this episode. Everybody's performances was phenomenal. I love the story with Alfred and Bruce. We see the seeds of Bruce's distrust of the people around him, but we also see that he he does embrace the people around him when he really needs to embrace it. I like that this there was a clear A story and a clear B story, but it still really flowed well together in the whole theme of the episode. I have to say, I love the Nolan movies. I do. They're some of the best, like, superhero slash comic book films I've ever seen. But this episode has to go down as one of my my favorite Batman-related things of all time because it encapsulated everything that I love about Batman, from the animated series to Jenny O'Neill and Neil Adams' great comic book run to the goofy stuff of the Tim Burton films and the Joel Schumacher films, mm -hmm. and the seriousness of the Nolan films. It really is like a buffet of everything that Batman is about. A little funny, a little kooky, a little off the wall, a little serious, a little violent, a little ironically funny. I give this episode six kippers out of six. Uh, I can't wait to <laughs> hear you guys talk about this episode. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you, Will. Thank you, I Will. really, really appreciated and enjoyed that uh, that voicemail for Yay. sure. I, and I'm glad, you, glad you're coming around. And uh, last but not least, uh, we got a, a post over on our Legends of Gotham Facebook page from Jason George, uh, my old college roommate, actually. And uh, he says, uh, in, I'll be Bruce, you be Alfred, okay? Okay, I get to be Alfred. Dialogue from every episode of Gotham. Alfred, I'm going to insert impulsive or tough guy act. No, Bruce, you're being a stupid child. I'm doing it anyway, You're with your approval or not. Okay, then we'll need more dynamite. I love you, Alfred. I love you. Make out. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, no. Stop. Hashtag Valfred. Hashtag no. Valfred. No, no, Valfred. No. Oh, no. stop with the hashtag. I will stop with the hashtags, no, but you, you don't stop with the hashtags. Next Monday night, after you watch Gotham, I want you to <laughs> send us a hashtag. Legends of Gotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we, we really do hope we get we hear what you thought about Gotham. We want to hear from you, folks. Definitely. We want to hear from you. Or you can just uh, come in and join us in the chat room Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST like Bobby did and Wynn and Bobby, Wynn, Marshall. Marshall, uh, and Jimbo Batman. Jimbo Batman. Uh, we, we really appreciated having you guys all here. And for I know the party. Rebecca's watching slash listening, even if she's, she's not in the chat yeah, room. Yeah, she's stalking us. She's she loves us. Yeah, it yeah. happens. No, but I uh, good, good, good times. Good I can't times. wait uh, for the last laugh next week. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimo. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow uh, all of the podcasts we do, including Greetings from Storybrook, a Once Upon a Time podcast, Universe Box, the podcast about everything. Universe Boxio! At universebox.com. And you can uh, pick up my superhero book series at dogboyadventures.com. Or I also wrote a fairy tale called The Trials of King Sparrow. I like the fairy tale. At uh, bit.ly slash King Sparrow. It's a really good fairy tale. You might like it. There's a, there, there's a, actually some, some hashtag maniac stuff going on in that one, too. Yeah, there is some maniacs. And uh, you can get show notes for this episode and, uh, you know, uh, for all of our episodes at legendsofgotham.com. But we want to thank you guys again. Thank so guys. much for uh, for coming and joining us tonight. Yay, and, season uh, two! I know we're back in action with season two. I love season it. Season two, back in the habit. I love it. A dynamic duo talking Gotham every week. But next week, I need some penguin. Some pangy. Some penguin. Some pangy. I need in your a dancing life. butch. Some jazz. So I, I uh, go ahead and tuck yourself in like a kipper. 
And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Join us next time for more Legends Legends of Gotham. Gotham. Please don't make me be a kipper. Kipper? No kipper. He's kipper. He's kipper. He's fish with his guts cut out. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That was awful. It wasn't that bad. Please don't make me be a kipper. Kipper? He's kipper. He's Kipper. He's a fish with his guts cut out. Wow.